Welcome to the Instinctive Influencers Podcast, a show where influence becomes one of your tools for success. Now, here are your hosts, Brian Weber and Ed Haley. Hi, I'm Brian. And once again, Ed is not with me today. Instead, I've got an old friend here. And I, when I said old, I don't mean age. He's not, he's not that much older than me. Um, however, I do have an old friend here uh, by the name of John Bonilla. Uh, I've known you since 2002, I would say. I think that's when we met. It was 2002. Yeah. Is that when All you right. first got to uh, the old eighth Good old, old eighth bet. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It was about it was about 2000, 2000, 2002. Yeah. Right, right, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. I wanted to say I just couldn't remember because I knew you all. You, you. That's where you you met Jason and you met uh, Mike Taylor, Jason Duncan, Mike Taylor, um, yep. David Verismo. You know, you met all them at a different location during a training when you guys were yeah. bringing you were bringing that's the right. new aircraft in, and then oh, that's right. yeah. So I I was I was already at the unit. Um, I was actually the first yankee or armament guy that was stuck at that unit and uh there was no they threw me in avionics and then the armament people started showing up um towards towards the end of the of 2001 i want to say and then you know everything everything kicked off and i think alpha left and went and did their thing but and then you guys showed back up so and that's when we met we met kind of like you know through that and we've known each other ever since and it's like we bumped back and forth into each other. Um, I just left a unit and you were there. You were, yeah. you were running the show, <laughs> killing it out there. Um, so, hey, John, here it is. We are going to talk about this topic right here. We're going to talk about comfortable with being uncomfortable. However, we are not getting into that. And I can't let you off the hook because it is automatic <laughs> always. So what we're going to do is we're going to jump straight into instinctive response with instinctive okay. response. Then you get to answer the questions as fast as you can. Once we get all that knocked out, then you get to tell us who you are and what you do. Well, fine. Let's go. Let's see what you can learn about me. Let's see. <laughs> well, all right. What do you think you'd be good at selling? Uh, hmm. That's a good one. Use it selling. Yeah. Man, a couple of things come to mind. I just don't know uh, if those are good topics to, uh, items to sell, I guess you would say. No, not topics, items. Um, okay. So, um, I like to say I'm good at selling the army. Uh, selling young, the army? Young, young adults. <laughs> and, and well, why would you, why would you say that? Why do you say that? Because uh, it's uh, it helped me out a lot in my in my uh, in my life. Helped me out with the um, foundation, if you will. So okay. uh, if I see somebody who doesn't have a foundation and is struggling, you know, mostly with you know friends at home, uh, not necessarily friends of my age now, but maybe my my uh, brother's friends who's younger than me, of mm-hmm. course, um, or just cousins, uh, relatives. You know, when I talk to them at home, I can. What do you What do you got going on in life? What's your plans after high school? Um, you know, like, <laughs> you, I'm not saying the army. You never recruited, you know, though. You were never. No, recruited. I, never, I never recruited, but I know what again foundation. I know exactly uh, what it's provided for me, and the ability you gave me. So I think uh, I would say selling selling the military. It doesn't have to be okay. army. All right, that was instinctively. <laughs> All right. Well, here's your next question then. All right, All right. This is number two. What's the funniest movie you've ever seen? Man, I'm not much of a. Uh, uh, I'm more of an action guy movie. That's what I like. So, but a funny action movie. movie. I'm gonna tell you Joe Dirt. 
Joe Dirt. I love Joe Dirt. <laughs> that's a that's a funny yeah. movie. <laughs> that is, a, a, yeah. I I uh, I quote that all the time, and people don't even realize, you know, when I'm quoting it. You know, you know, <laughs> life's a garden, got to dig it. You know, stuff like gotta that. Dig it, yeah. Um, do you think a stay-at-home mom works just as hard as a career woman? Well, you know, I'm. A you better not man. answer this wrong, because <laughs> I know man. Cheryl, wife of uh, 23 years, and. Uh, <laughs> Yes, we have uh, four kids. So um, I'm going to tell you, yes, they, they work twice as hard uh, than, than we do. Yeah. Well, especially right now, like you've got that little one. So yeah. <sighs> yeah. Two year old. He's saying a little one. I got a two year old at home. It's, he's, he's little. <laughs> if he's not in school and you're not packing a lunch every day, he's little to me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, what is something you're teased about relentlessly? Teased about? Mm, gotta get well, vulnerable buddy you, you know what it is i mean I, i'm a i'm a short guy i'm five four nothing five, uh, and, I, <laughs> and i get teased <laughs> about that all the time uh it's it's funny till till this day i have a i have a booster a booster pedestal in my office uh, let me tell you a little story here so i got a booster pedestal in my office and uh it was given to me as a birthday present uh, two years ago uh, mm-hmm. by one of my uh, s1 soldiers actually my whole s1 crew and the way, uh, the way that they, well, they thought it was funny is because I, I was, it was downrange and I was mm-hmm. looking at a board and I couldn't see the top of the board. So I grabbed the <laughs> booster that was right there. Right. And, uh, so I could see the board and I wanted to look at it. So I, I jumped on this booster and, uh, somebody took a photo of me. They took a photo of me and they just thought it was funny. So it was my S1. So they brought it to my, they brought it to me, uh, during my, uh, on my birthday about two years ago. Uh, no, a year ago, they brought it to me and said, Hey, Sergeant Major, we got you a, a present. Here's the booster from Downrange, which your photo attached to it. I thought it was so funny. I mean, it was yeah, they made fun of me for my shortness, but it was so cool. <laughs> I still have you know. It. I mean, it's it it. I'm lucky. I'm wearing these headphones. I've had many people that mention my big ears. I I get you. I understand. Huge head, and big ears. It doesn't. You know. Yeah. Eh, whatever. Little guy. <laughs> All right. Would you rather be a jack of all trades or a master of one? Jack of all trades. Why? I just want to be able to do different things. You know, you got to be able to work on a house, work on a car, uh, do your finances. Just whatever, whatever I can, you know, gain knowledge on. I, I want to be able to do it myself first. And if I, you know, if I fail, then of course I'm going to call somebody, but I'd rather be a jack of all trades. Okay. So this is a good, I like this one. Cause I know what you would say probably if there wasn't this pretense in it. So you'll hear it. Uh, what is something you fell in love with instantly? Not a person. Not I, was, a person. I know. I know you say she, uh, Cheryl, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I would say uh, trucks, cars. Um, I don't, I don't own my C10 anymore. I had to sell it. Uh, but I love, I love vehicles. I love trucks especially uh chevy c10s c10 i'm trying to remember if did you didn't have a truck one way back no nope oh yeah well i had a truck i had a little nissan uh what's a nissan little nissan pickup little white nissan pickup i think it was i don't remember the nissan or toyota no i'm having a brain fart Mm -hmm. yeah but uh yeah. yeah This yeah. next this next question, buddy. I think this one's gonna. I, I'm curious to see your answer to it, um, especially because you're a military man. You know, um, how do you feel about the statement? 
home is where the heart is. <laughs> True statement. Um, you know, we move around a lot. We, uh, Don't we? We leave places, right? We go places. Um, so you would think, uh, you know, home for me is California. And uh, that would be where my heart's at. That's where my family's at. Uh-huh. And my loved ones, but my my heart belongs uh, with my family and where they're at. So yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. I, I believe that statement. Yeah, and and you've you all. I don't know how many times you all have moved. I mean, I know a few of the places you have because we stay in contact. But I mean, it's it's like you find something in that new place, <clears> and it's like that's your family thing. Like it just is, and I I don't know how yeah. to explain it to people because. So, uh, well, you know, you know, my, our oldest daughter, Alexis, um, she, yeah. she was messaging back and forth with Michelle, um, just recently. Uh, and she said, I just don't know how, cause she, Michelle was saying, Hey, now we're moving to Fort hood. blah blah, And she's like, yeah. I just don't know how you guys do it. And I'm thinking, uh, you once did it too. You just don't yeah, remember. You just don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> she, she did it a couple of times. Yeah. Yeah. But she said, and Michelle was like, was like, you know, it's just, you know, we, as long as we keep that family nucleus, that's what does it. So, and I know your family, you're very big family, man. So I can, I know exactly what you mean. Uh, here's the next one, buddy. What's the biggest personal change you've ever made? Personal change. Mm-hmm. <sighs> hmm. It's my tie into what we're talking about later, but uh, ah. <laughs> how how I approach how I approach things. Yeah, I'll just leave it at that. How you approach things? Okay, because we're gonna hit yeah. on that, right? We we probably yeah we'll probably hit on that a little okay. later, but yeah, how I approach things. Uh, well, you said you're from California, so what is your favorite <laughs> thing to do at the beach? I love the beach. Random That's, questions, uh, bro. Uh, that's a that's a random question yeah it's just random i'm just picking random questions (laughs) um uh relax toes and toes in the sand just just chilling there toes in the sand soaking up the sun watching the kids really now nowadays it's watching the kids enjoy the uh, enjoy the water Mm. um, being out there with the family uh that's uh it's always fun you know another thing i like out there on the beach is fourth of july you ever experienced fourth of july on the beach no i've never done it before is it is it's it per, is a it's show pretty cool yeah it's a show well, it's not it's not called fourth of july on the beach it's just you know i was down in pensacola for fourth of july with one of my buddies mm-hmm. and uh and uh it, it was just uh it was just cool just just seeing the uh fireworks go off over over the water it's a that's awesome. know, a different feeling yeah and then just, cool. i'm guessing you see the fireworks go but you also get that beautiful reflection everything else exactly yeah. exactly yeah yeah all right here we go you got two more questions i'm sa- i'm actually holding one Cause I found one. I'm like, I got to ask this one last, but, uh, so we have two more questions. Here we go. Um, I just had it. Where was it? It was about, Oh, there we go. If you were lost in the woods, what would you do? Well, I mean, we, we, we have training on this, don't we? Hey, it's a random I would, question. <laughs> I would backwards track, uh, my, my footsteps and, uh, try to get back to where I, where I came from. And yeah, I mean, I wouldn't freak out if that's what you're wondering. That's not something I would do. <laughs> so I've, I have, um, I got lost once I got lost once. Um, I was at Fort Campbell. I was hunting in an area and I can't remember if it was 11 or 12 or anyway. it was one of the areas. And I got in the middle of the area and I, I came down out of the tree stand and I got turned around. The trees were still, they still had, plenty of cover so i couldn't see the sun and i've always Mm. relied upon the sun as my direction like i kind of know what time of day it is i know where to go so i couldn't see the sun my phone had died i didn't have my map on like there were all these things that just and i was like 
And for a moment, I'm, I'm not joking, John, I, I'd say a solid three minutes, I panicked and I'm looking around trying to figure out which way do I go. But then I told myself, because I, I remember talking to Jason Duncan one time, yeah. and he had mentioned the same thing. And he said, all you have to do is pick a direction at Fort Campbell and walk one way. You're going to <laughs> you're hit gonna, a road. You're going right? to hit a road, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so what did I do? I picked a direction. I grabbed my stuff. I took off. And uh, I, I actually found my way out. And funny thing, I literally came out the woods. I turned to the right. My Jeep at the time was like oh. maybe 50 meters down this road. So I was yeah. like, okay, what was I? You, but it's, you weren't that lost. <laughs> no, 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 no. But it was a quick panic because I was like, all my measures that I have in place were gone. And so, and yeah. I was like, oh, reality. So, all right, here's your last question. So we can lead into who you are and every, and, and then the topic I want to talk about. And I, I saw this question. I was like, man, I want to hear what he says. Don't be blowing Great. smoke up my, you know what? All right. Great. <laughs> all right. If you, if you were a stranger looking at your life from the outside in, would it inspire you? Hmm. Yeah, it would. Yeah. Yeah. It would. Yeah. I knew that um, was your answer. Yeah. Just, just knowing where, uh, where I came from and, uh, mm -hmm. you know, my past. Yeah. If, if someone knew my whole, my whole uh, background, you know, from yeah. when I was born uh, yeah. to where I'm at now. Uh, yeah. yeah. And it's, it's, uh, it's something I'm not afraid of sharing. I, I share it all the time. My story yeah. uh, with my junior, my, my junior soldiers all the time. Yeah. Junior, what, what are the, what, what's the reaction you usually get from that? Uh, a little surprise, of course, you know, some surprise. And then uh, the reaction I'm really looking for is, uh, is hope. I guess you would say that's one of the reaction I'm looking for from them. It's hope and, and, uh, and know that there's a, yeah. a possibility, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. That's, and it, that's that sounds, good. that sounds like, uh, like I had a very rough life. It wasn't, it wasn't all too bad, but it wasn't, uh, wasn't given, given to me, right? Everything wasn't mm -hmm. just handed down to me. I had to, I had to work mm -hmm. hard for it. Yeah. You, you know, okay. So I want to transition that just a little bit. Um, and from your experience, cause all right, John, you've been in the, in the service how many years now? Uh, 24, 20. Okay. So you have a year, I think, yeah, you have a year uh, more yeah, than I do. Yeah. So 24, I got 23. Over those 24 years, you said like, um, it wasn't the reaction you expected, but when you talk to, when you talk to individuals, you know, whether it be other soldiers or civilians or something that you deal with, do you often see, um, a trend like that, you know, especially like when you look at the distance in time, right? Let's look at the period of service. So you, you're dealing with somebody with less than three years. You're dealing with people of mm -hmm. six and more. You're dealing with 10 or more, 15 more, 20. Like when you start looking at those time gaps, right? Do you notice a difference in their, the changes maybe? Or like, you know where they came from and then you met them 10 years down the road and you're like, huh, do you notice that? Or, or, or how do you feel about that? Yeah, I, I definitely notice it. Um, yeah, I mean, you, you see, you see a person grow, especially if they've been mm -hmm. in the military long enough. And you know, aviation is a small field; we run into people over and over again. And all the time. And sometimes, uh, you know, some people you you just start like, man, mm -hmm. I didn't think that person was going to make it. Um, or or the opposite, like I thought I thought that person was really going to succeed, and something must have happened that uh, they prevented themselves from doing it. Yeah, you see it all the time. It's um, you know, it's funny, like. There's two, there are two guys uh, in the army right now that were in my AIT and that's it. Yeah. Two of us. That's really? It. That's just only two? just two. He's a sergeant major down 
uh, I think Hunter. Yeah, I think. Anyways, yeah. He's and I'm like, and then some people like there was a few individuals like I truly respected my friend. I mean, yeah. like I looked up to him, and I was like, they're not. I thought they'd be like of the world, you know, king of the world. Yeah, but, yeah. But yeah, no, it's, it's it's surprising. It is. It is. Um. So let's let's uh let's look at some things about you. So you say you're from California. Where at California, brother? So I'm born and raised in Riverside, California. I've been there. Where the river's at? It's not that close. It's um, not. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Riverside, California, Southern California, of course, it's, uh, about an hour inland of, of Los Angeles. Is that still San Bernardino County? It's uh no, it, it's actually Riverside County. Uh, oh. San Bernardino County is right right next door, but it's uh yeah uh, yeah it butts up to San Bernardino County. So you grew up there, right? Uh, yep. Until you were what age? Uh, right out of high school, eighteen. So I joined so on a delayed delayed. You joined program. straight in the army. Yeah, I, I joined I joined before I even graduated high school, and uh, yeah, delayed entry program. I took a month off of for summer, mm-hmm. uh, and then went straight to basic. Okay. Came in as a, an eleven Mike. Uh, so What's that? I was an infantry, an infantry guy. It was mechanized infantry. That's what okay. the mic stand for, mechanized. Yeah. Uh, before they went to eleven X-ray or just straight up eleven Bravo now. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I was a uh, eleven Mike. Went to basic at Fort Benning, Georgia. Um, yeah. <laughs> Experienced that, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And then uh, was then went back to California uh, to station at Florida with my first first three years. Yep. I didn't know. That's, so that's something I didn't know yeah. about you. I didn't yeah. know you were stationed at Irwin for that. Yeah, my first three years afterwards. So I think that's what that's what helped. That's what helped me and my wife uh, stick it out and stay together. You know, uh, because my, was it because she had she's family my high school close? sweetheart. She's my high school sweetheart. Yeah, she has family close. So she's from, you know, same city I'm from. So wait, wait, wait. What, were you were you all married when you joined, or was this after? Mm, after a year after. So a year after uh, I joined, we got married. Um, oh, you know, she so she moved out there to Florida with me about a well, okay. probably a year and a half afterwards. But yeah, so she was your high school sweetheart. Uh, she, and and those of you listening, Cheryl, a uh, lovely lady. She uh, she's birthed four children to this man, <laughs> right? What are the age ranges of those four children? You really want me to get into that? Thanks, Brian. I'm, so, I'm uh, just saying. What's it? You know? Do you know your kids' ages? <laughs> yeah, no, I know their ages. You've only got uh, one more than me, so it's okay. <laughs> son, uh, oldest one, Isaiah. He's uh, 23. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, my youngest, uh, oldest daughter, uh, Yasmin, she's uh, 22. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, my second oldest, our youngest daughter, she is uh, she's uh, 14. She's a Valentine's baby, so she just turned 14. Oh, um, and then uh, me and Brian were talking about this earlier, but have a, I have a younger one than that? Uh, a big, big age gap here. Uh, he's two years old. He just turned two here on the fifth of February. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, yeah, yeah. Hey, I, I respect you. I, I, as hey. soon as I, I, I got to a certain <laughs> age, I'm like, I don't think I should be reproducing past a certain age. Just me, you know. That's me. I probably shouldn't <laughs> have been reproducing in the first place, but hey. Uh, no, so, so you have the youngest. But you, let's back up. You said something about a 22-year-old. Yeah, the 22-year-old happens to have. Yeah, my, my grandson, uh, Louie. I didn't name all the kids out there. So, yeah, Isaiah, Yasmin, Alyssa, and the youngest yeah. son is Matthew. And then we have a grandson who's uh, Louie. He'll, uh, he'll be two here on the, the 7th of May. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, they're about three months apart. Yeah, I, uh, I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, where, where's, uh, where's Yasmin and, and the baby living right now? Uh, they're at home with the, my wife right now. Yeah. Oh, are they? Okay, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah. That's. I just thought. I thought to myself, like, 
that's, that's, I know how you are in your family and how important family is to you. So it's like, it's one of these things, like when you said, Hey, I'm having another child, John, I thought to myself, good for you because I know how much <laughs> you enjoy it. Um, all right. So wait, so we talked, we got the kids. We, 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 we married a high school sweetheart. We joined the army. Oh, then we married a high school sweetheart. You were an 11 series in the infantry. Um, yeah. A couple episodes ago, I just, uh, episode 99, I, re- I recorded with, uh, with a good friend of mine. He's also an, Olymp- uh, an infantryman. Um, but I didn't meet you as an infantryman. I met you as an aviator or as, yeah. a, as an aviation mechanic. So how many years did you do the infantry route? So I did three years. Uh, three years stationed all there at Fort Irwin, California. And uh, I decided to, uh, of course, re-enlist. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I'll tell the story real quick, but my, uh, my platoon leader at the time, uh, a guy by the name of uh, Rex Phillips, um, I can't find this guy. I've been looking for him everywhere. Um, really? Like literally trying to find him uh, just, to, just to thank him. But anyways, he, uh, he uh, talked to me about aviation. He knew I was really listening. He was a guy who went from green to gold, uh, was a 67 Romeo uh, when it was 67 series. <laughs> uh, and then uh, he talked to me all about aviation and said, hey, uh, you might want to think about aviation. I'll think about the career yeah. afterwards. And you know, something to be able to do. So I did. I re enlisted for aviation. Went to went back to AIT there at Fort, Fort Eustis. What year uh, would that be? Uh, that was uh, in uh, 90, late 99, and I graduated early 2000. 2000, uh, and, okay, 2000. Yeah. And then that's when I ended up at Fort Campbell. Fort Campbell ah. was my first duty station as an aviation guy. Yeah, you know? yeah, 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 yeah. So right, big man. change, big change, big difference, right? Oh, yeah. Mindset. Yeah. 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 yeah big, that's, big difference. So, you, you did this. So it's funny you brought that. You said 67 Romeo. I came in as a 68 X-ray and then it yeah. gets shifted. Right. So and yeah. as we go through. Um, so actually you're graduating and then you said you went, to, you went to Campbell and then I know you was with, you were with that other group where y'all went down to Fort Hood for the training, correct? Yeah. UTP. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Was there with uh, Dennis Custer, um, Singletary. Yeah. He was, a, he, was my, he was a Sergeant, Sergeant Custer. Uh, and then, um, of course, uh, the guys, you know, uh, Mike and, and uh, Jason uh, were there with me. And, uh, and then uh, you remember uh, Wilson? Doug yeah, Wilson? yeah, yeah, yeah. Wilson. Yeah. yeah. yeah and then, and then, then uh, Stephen Florino was out there. I'm not sure if you remember him or not, but um, mm-hmm. retired as a captain. He's out there at, at uh, Rucker right now. No um, Yeah. But then, uh, yeah, so. I forgot. Yeah, we, we left there. When we left to go to UTP, we were with the uh, 8th 101. Mm-hmm. And we were in Charlie. I'm mistaken. Charlie. No, yep. was it Charlie? Yeah. Did we come back and go to Bravo? Yep. I can't remember how that worked. Yeah. You transitioned yeah. over to Bravo. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So you were the Charlie uh, Lifeblood, I think it was. Yeah. That's right. Something like that. And then y'all moved over to Bravo Bandits. Uh, yeah. We got back. And I've got a oh, hold on. I got, I got something to show you too. <laughs> I don't know if I can pick it up with both arms, but there we go. And this was, oh, check that out. Yeah. This was in our battalion. Huh? Is that from Korea? No. See the, uh, the mask on it. So they put that mask on it. This is what happened. Uh, you know, we've gone through a lot of, we went through a lot of changes when they went to Afghanistan the first time. Um, and do you remember Daryl Palmer? Mm-hmm. You remember? Yeah. yeah. Cause he was friends with our, our kind of platoon sergeant when we were in yeah. Iraq together, which we're going to get into that. Um, 
So he had changed it to the Bonsai Bandits for a little while. And because he did that, they made up that and they just never took it off. So they've had it. That's funny. Right. When we shut down, because I helped shut it down, they were like, they were trying to get rid of these things. I was like, I'll keep that. Like, if there was anybody in that battalion that had been in that company the longest, I know I was. So at the time, I'm like, yeah, uh, you've I'll been there take a lot. That. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you know, and we're going to talk okay. about this right here and I'll, you know, in That's a few funny. minutes. Um, so, yeah, you came to the, uh, the, and then we met probably about 2002. And not long after that, we got to go on an adventure together um, oh, yeah. as young really men. Cool. No idea what to do. I'm um, scared. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, it's like you, you realize eh, it, this is going to kind of lead into your uncomfortable <clears throat> discussion, yeah. but you realize it's like, you're not going to have the answers to every single thing. Right. And it's like, you can only rely upon so much training and so much intuition. And I think, and you'll probably relate to that. It's like the situation you and I were in, um, in Iraq during the invasion, it was, it was unique. I mean, yeah, at least to speak, you know, and, and I'm not, and I would not downplay it or say it was horrible. It was unique because yeah. the things we were doing, but I mean, you know, you're, th- what would you put it as? Um, I would also say that, uh, we, uh, we were young men, man. We were, we were <laughs> E4s, C5s, right. Um, you uh, and we started our group there. I was, uh, no, no, I was sergeant. a I was a sergeant by then. I'm trying to remember yeah. who got promoted out there. But anyways, um, yeah, so we're just we're just young. And I guess what we were focused on was our small little mission at the time. Mm-hmm. Like, but we didn't see the big we didn't see the big picture. We had no idea, you know, no. what was going to happen. Right. No. So we were just worried about turning wrenches, making maintenance happen and making sure mm-hmm. our aircraft were ready to go. Yeah. Um, so I think I, I would just say I don't know. The pressure was different for us than it mm-hmm. was for maybe our, our platoon sergeant or maybe our. <laughs> or a first sergeant at the time, right? Uh, yeah. like they probably had a bigger picture understanding of what was going to happen next. We were just yeah. like, all right, cool. We're going on the venture. Like, when, when did we cross? <laughs> that was, it. I mean, and there were just scary moments when we had, uh, I'm not going to go into too deep to those. There was a couple, yeah. I was like, oh, you know. Um, yeah. However, it was, it was where we also learned how to like survive in a sense. Like we didn't yeah. have all the amenities. You know, I, I've compared... Um, I don't know how many deployments you've done so far. How many, how many have you gone so far? Five. Five. Okay. So same I, yeah. five. Right. And I've always compared them to that and they've never been the same. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. different. It was different. So, and you know, um, and I'll show the listeners up here. This was actually a going away gift that I got. And it was dealing with the operation uh iraqi freedom when we went back in the day and but this is like the whole date that i was a part of that unit for that little bit of time yeah. um and and that's why i wanted it in the picture in the video because i was like you know that reminds me of like when we were together yeah. um so one of the key things here though is we had to learn how to deal with a situation and what you know in your sense you wrote something once and you gave it to me and it was about being comfortable with being uncomfortable what does it mean to be comfortable with being uncomfortable? Being vulnerable, being to put yourself in a situation of uh, whether it's uh, personally as an individual mm-hmm. or whether it's um, at a job. Uh, it's, it's just you, you want to do better. Like you want to be a better person. Right. Uh, but in order to be a better person, you got to experience things that you never experienced before. You got to put yourself in a position uh, you know, to be, to become better as an individual or mm-hmm. hey, it might be financially or it might be a job position. You just gotta, yeah, you gotta be, 
Yeah. You want, you want to be able to do that. And uh, if, yeah, if you, if you just sit down and, and don't do nothing, then you're going to be comfortable. But if you get up and try new things, you're going to be uncomfortable because they're new to you and your experiences. Right. So did, does it, does it remind you at all of uh, what they consider as imposter syndrome? Do you ever like, if you ever like, do you know what I mean? But when I say imposter syndrome, like that whole, yeah. I'm not good enough. I can't, does that remind you of that at all? <clears throat> it does. Um, yeah. I mean, again, if you're, if you're, uh, if you're just comfortable where you're at, mm-hmm. um, you fake it till you make it. Is that another, another <laughs> way of putting it? Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fake it, and I, I do. I would say I've had my fair share of that. Fake it till you make it because it's like I don't really like. There have been the times, John, that would I be? I would, I would feel so uncomfortable. I'd be like, well, I gotta figure something out. I mean, I'll just yeah. let me throw a band aid on a sunken a sunken chest wound, you know, real quick because I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm trying to figure it out. And is that where we're going with? Is that like, hey, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm going to figure this out. Yeah, that's that's uh, overall what you want to do, right? You want to succeed. I mean, you want to succeed overall. So if you, mm-hmm. but if you don't, uh, if you don't try new things, I mean, let's. I mean, let me back up here. So I'll give you an example uh, at a young age when I kind of figured that out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'll go back to high school. That's how far back I'm going to go. Um, I'm in high school. Oh no! And <laughs> I graduated in '97, by the way. Um, but uh, you know, I grew up. Uh, I grew up. Um, uh, with with needs, of course, we all have needs. But I'm, I mean, like, uh, I I, uh, I I needed a spend for myself, if you will. Like, uh, no one's going to give me anything. So part mm-hmm. of that is getting a job. Uh, so I worked uh, at a young age at Burger King. Um, really? Well, in high school, I worked there two years. My last two years of high school, I worked at Burger King. And my last year there, uh, before I left to go to the military, mm-hmm. they put me in a assistance manager position. Here I am, seventeen years old. And I'm an assistant manager at Burger King, right? All right. That's uncomfortable. Like that's uh, but what what drove me for that to, to take that position is, mm-hmm. hey, I was young and I wanted more money. I mean, bottom line, I just want I wanted more money, right? <laughs> um, I want I want to be able to buy the things I could buy and yeah, and uh, spoil spoil the the lady I had in my right hand, Cheryl. <laughs> but, uh, so. Uh, but that was an uncomfortable position. That was uh, something uh, that I, I wasn't sure. Like I looked at myself in the mirror, I'm like I'm 17 years old. And you want me to be an assistant yeah. manager? Like, yeah. how, like what, what am I doing right right now or uh, to, to get this? And then what, what also do I need to learn? Like, I'm not mm-hmm. going to do this. So I was opening up on the weekends. I was opening up uh, the store at 0, mm-hmm. 5, 30 in the morning. I show up at 4 30 uh, while the night shift was there. And I would open the, sh- open the store up and you know, make sure everything was, was ready to go. Did my inventories for mm-hmm. all the all the food and and everything else that goes with it, um, and, and you know submitting submitting that inventory and, and yeah, just uh, but being a boss at a young age uh, to a, a shift, if you will, uh, mm-hmm. that was a uh, that was very uncomfortable. But yes. I had to learn how to do it right, and then just yeah, because and again, something is driving you to do that. Um, but uh, so I guess I would say I learned pretty young on you know what leadership. Uh, sort of sort of meant at the time you know i didn't know fully understand it but sort of right 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 well i mean you just i mean you just posed two questions that i think <clears throat> not enough people ask right they yeah. think to me so you said two things one was what am i doing right and then what do i need to do to do a good job and when you when you say that like some people just they 
they don't think in that manner. Um, and, and that's the whole point about this show is like, we, I, we try to, Ed and I try to bring in different opinions and everything and different mindsets. And it's often, this is crazy. You're going to think I'm nuts, but what you're saying <laughs> is what I often hear. You know what I mean? Like it's that idea yeah. of what do I need to do? One to progress myself, to make myself better, to better serve in a sense. Yeah. That's kind of where I'm getting. Would you, I mean, yeah. what do you think? No, absolutely. And that's uh. So it started then, right? I mean, for me, it started then, but it starts, uh, it, it hasn't changed. That has not changed mm-hmm. one bit. You know, I'm, as you know, I'm here in Leavenworth right now for, uh, for a course. And, um, <laughs> and uh, yeah. the, one of the things we, we were talking about is um, what do you bring to the table? Like, so when you, when you get to your I new like unit, what do you, what do you bring to the table? Yeah, I like that. Uh, you know, so you, you gotta, you gotta understand you first and your capabilities and what you can bring to the table. Um, and then, you know, then you, you see how you can fit that into the group. Um, and we're talking about building building cohesive teams here, um, but how do you how do you fit that into the group? You know how, right. how do you what you bring until fits into the group and uh, and and it helps everyone else around you mm-hmm. uh, become better. Um, so yeah, it's it's important. Like you you can't just stop stop there. You always got to constantly think. I heard you say something earlier uh, in one of your earlier podcasts. Uh, I can't remember what the word you use, but I'll just say uh, expert is the what may, it made me think of. Um, okay, mastery maybe. Yeah, it's mastery. It was, okay. um, I don't like the word expert. Yeah, I don't. I don't. You can be an expert at, at shooting your rifle. You can be an expert uh, at maybe, you know, getting a 300 on an mm, APFP yeah. test because there's nothing to go after that, right? But if you call yourself an expert at something, you stop growing. You stop becoming, yeah. you stop becoming a yeah. learning person. Like, Absolutely. So uh, you, you got to continue to uh, master, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but you, you, uh, you just can't say I'm an expert at this because then you stop, you stop growing. Uh, yeah. So that's, that's important. Yeah. I, I love I that. that. I love that word. I love that word um, master to me because mastery is that it's, it's continuous growth, right? It's the continuous yeah. looking at things, you know, um, you, you've, you've worked yourself. I, I've seen you, you know, you've worked at the platoon level, the platoon are on the company level, the battalion level. And now you go to like the, and you're working at these levels at different levels. Now, what does the previous one do for you? Well, it just helps set you up with some mm-hmm. general knowledge but you don't know everything when you get there. You're not master. You're not expert at it, but you learn to become a master of the skills required. And if you don't get those skills, you'll know, like, you know, when you're not, a, when you're not a good mechanic, yeah. when, you know, what I'm talking? Yeah. Like, cause I, you know, it's crazy. Um, there I was on the airfield. I was in, um, no, I wasn't in the airfield. I was at, the, I was at our hangar back at Fort Carson. And you remember, you may remember this. I can't remember the guy's name, I want to say we were at, I want to say it happened at uh, Key West. Uh, we mm. were working a phase and somebody got their finger cut off. Do you remember the, as the tip of the finger? Do you remember that? Yeah. You don't say uh, his name. I, don't say I, his I remember, name. I, I don't remember his name. He was a civilian though. There was somebody uh, got the tip. And yeah. I, I seen that and that happened again just last really? year, a year and a half ago. Same exact scenario, same exact situation finger in the wrong place hand too close to the fan you know for the ecs yeah yeah and i'm like i'm like i've seen this before you know like it, there's a reason why there's warnings in the book stuff like that yeah, and yeah. what it is is people will they get they get complacent right and and you remember hartley paul used to say oh don't get complacent you know the way he used to talk <laughs> um he was an islander he uh, sometimes he would yell at us and i didn't know what he was saying but other times it was it was very understandable um but he used to tell us all the time don't get to play complacent and i think to myself sometimes people think they're such a good expert at yeah. something they get complacent and they get hurt 
because both situations, both situations, those two individuals that I remember dealing with, both of them knew better. And you, because you're coming from that background, it's like, you know, don't put your hand near that. It's also an instinct, right? When you open that door up, you're supposed to, first thing you do is take that, uh, unplug yeah. that little uh, fan there <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. that fan ain't no joke hey let me tell you listeners no. if you've never dealt with an ecs system and a little fan that goes in there it moves so fast and you you can't even see like you can see through it and you're yeah. like don't put anything in that hole but it's funny um you brought up mastery and i think mastery is a good way it's a good thing to kind of take kind of bounce off into this next question i was going to hit on um okay I think I got what you said, what you meant, but what, what influenced you to take on the mindset? I think, I feel like it was something that grew at mm-hmm. that 17 year old kid and it's just been evolving. Is that, is that where yeah, we've gone? I was, yeah, I, you're right. I was, I was forced to grow up at a young age. Yeah. I was forced to make a uh, life decisions that, you know, that, uh, to support myself right. um, uh, at a young age that I just, I, I couldn't hesitate or wait for, uh, for someone to, coach me and I had to figure out how to do it my own, you know, right, right away. Yeah. Of course, okay. you know, I was open to coaching, but yeah. <laughs> do you think you were, were you open to coaching at that younger age? You think? Uh, so yes and no. I mean, you know, at a young age, you think you know everything. It's, let's face it. Or, Cause I can tell you my answer. I, nope. My I daughter thinks they know everything. <laughs> 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 if yeah. it was beneficial to me, then I cared probably, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, to be able to recognize that at an earlier age, that's a good thing. Uh, but let me ask you this then. How, if you were talking to, it could be a young soldier. It could be a young civilian. It could be your, your son, your daughters. It could, be, it could be somebody, obviously, who's coming up in the world, right? Yeah. How do you help them approach that mindset of comfortable with uncomfortable? How do you help them approach that? You ask them uh, about their, their goals in life. Mm-hmm. Um, and what, what are they, where do they see themselves, you know, five, 10 years from now? Right. Um, wh- what do they want to do? You know, wh- whether it's in the military, out of the military, with, you know, whether it's joining the military or not joining the military, um, you know, what do you, what do you want to do? And then, uh, you know, all right. So what are your plans now to, to get there? Like what's preventing you from doing those things? Is it a mindset? Is it a finance? Is it, you know, what is it? Um, mm-hmm. So you, you got to help them understand basically um, what's, what the wall that's up right now is stopping it from getting there. And a lot right. of times you'll find that it's just like, well, I'm just not sure. I'm not sure if right now is the time. Well, when's the best time? Uh, you know, well, is there steps that you got to take in order to get there? Uh, so if, if you are, you if, sure if you weren't a recruiter, it, are you positive <laughs> you were not a recruiter? Cause that's something we, that's what we say is like, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, but it, yeah, it's, it's, it's a, nine times 10 years is a mindset. It's a, it's a mental block in, in, in their, uh, in their individual person that, that stops them from getting there. Right. So you got to help them, uh, get over that. And it's, it's a mental thing in my opinion, it's most of the time. Yeah. Yeah. It's the roadblocks that we create for ourselves, Right. Yeah. 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 Yep. I, I, I can definitely see that in the minds, like the, f- the fact that, you know, where you are right now and what you're doing, it's. I think it's definitely says something about you. And we're, we'll talk more about that in just a moment. Um, and you brought up, so we talked about that approach, but you said something about asking them the right questions, right? Yeah. Um, when it comes to that though, like, <clears throat> are there the times when you notice like you're not getting through and you just have to back off and then maybe come back at it? Or, I mean, what do you, what to help others? What do you think you need to go with that? Um, 
Yeah, if you're not, I don't know. I mean, if you're not a, if you're definitely not a, think you're, you're, they're hearing what you're saying or they just, mm-hmm. you know, they need time to think about it. I mean, people are different. Some people just need some time to think about it. Mm-hmm. Like just put them on a spot and ask them a question like you're doing me. You know, sometimes I just need <laughs> some time to think about it, right? <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, just how about this? How about you go and lay out your plan? Mm-hmm. I want you to go home and really think about it. You know, talk to your talk to your family about it, and then uh, let's make the decision. Mm-hmm. What what is a uh, what is it that I can do to help you now? Uh, so sometimes it's just a they haven't really put too much thought to it. Um, some sometimes it's a uh, it's just a it's really just mental, man. I mean, it could be might just be a fine a financial way a financial thing that's stopping them from trying new things, right? Um, and you just gotta talk about their different different ways of getting after it. Right. Right. So what, I mean, what do you basically, if if I say, what do you think comes with that mindset? For instance, like what are the added benefits? And then also what could be some of the setbacks that when we talk about learning how to be comfortable with uncomfortable? Um, experience, lack of experience. Okay. Lack of understanding. Mm -hmm. Um, some people are afraid to experience new things. Yes. Uh, so if you're if you're afraid to experience new things and put yourself in a vulnerable situation, uh, then uh, you, you definitely uh, definitely hesitate on on trying it. So mm-hmm. uh, you just gotta, I think you gotta talk to them about how how do you uh, experience those things without getting yourself mm-hmm. and putting yourself in a vulnerable too much in a vulnerable situation. Or how about you ask somebody else, hey, this is what I'm thinking about doing. How did you approach it? Like, you know, yeah. find find that little group, find that little group that uh that that may be uh, doing the same thing and uh, i'm being very generic here right i mean it's being broad and you can be comfortable being uncomfortable with a lot of things so you just got to find someone with the experience of what you're trying to accomplish or do and uh see you know if they can give you some insight or come up with a plan and just say hey i want to run this by you is this uh do you think this mm-hmm. is uh, something i should or shouldn't do um yeah yeah that's that's pretty much um <laughs> it's funny that's kind of how i browbeat uh Ed into doing the show with me uh, all <laughs> years ago, a couple years ago. Yeah. So people don't know the story. I'm not going to tell the story. So we're still waiting for the right time to tell the story of why he owes me. Um, in a sense, uh, that's what I. That's why I tell him that he's, yeah. he'll as soon as he sees this, he's going to kill me. Um, but I was I was basically like bouncing the ideas off of him. And I'm like, you know, it's like we're getting all this awesome information. And we're learning so much, and we're only sharing it with like 200 Joes every month we could get more out there, you know, and then, you know, yeah. that's it. but um, I wanted to back up just a little bit. You, you basically kind of said, Hey, 17, that, that assistant manager job, that was kind of like, your, that was that like your springboard in that idea of the comfortable and uncomfortable? If not, what was, if so, because it's a two-part question here. If it was yours, what was that next real big one that just kind of like, Oh my goodness, I think I've, gone over my head i'll find my mm-hmm. way out <clears throat> so the first part of that question uh yeah the, <laughs> the first part was uh no I, I would say the working at burger king um i didn't i didn't know it then i didn't realize that it was you know uh, something i would be talking about later uh, i don't mm-hmm. think it had that big of a uh, i mean it had a big impact impact on me but i don't think it was uh mm-hmm. something i really thought about um what was what i wrote about um you know, the, the big, you know, the big uncomfortable position I've ever been put in, I guess, you know, the first, the first one, uh, maybe not the big one, but the first one. Um, and uh, yeah, it was what I wrote about when you asked me to write. 
Yeah. Well, uh, you yeah, want to explain yeah. that to everybody? Yeah. So uh, what year was it? I don't even remember what year it was. Um, <laughs> I'm thinking in my head. Well, back in 1840. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just leave the year out of it. So I was a uh, young star in first class. Uh, I was, I left, I had just oh, left that's Germany. That's not that long ago. Uh, well, I was young though. I was oh, young, yeah. star first class, uh, and I left Germany um, and was stationed back at Fort Campbell again. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was with, uh, uh, I, well, I won't, I'll leave the unit out of it. I yeah, know you, yeah, uh, yeah. you like to lead that way. So yeah. I was, I was, uh, I was in a platoon star position when I got there to, um, to Fort Campbell mm-hmm. and we, we uh, were deploying. So we deployed back to Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. Um, and I went out as one of the first first sergeants, uh, or not, excuse me, one of the uh, platoon sergeants out there. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> bottom line is I became the first sergeant. Um, some, some things happened and uh, I, had to, I had to take over the reins as the, as the first sergeant. Right. Um, I, mind you, uh, the, the, the point, the big point I'm leaving out here, I guess, is that I was, that was my first platoon sergeant position um, as a sergeant first class. Uh, so I was a, uh, I, I've been, you know, I was a, a, prior to that, I was in a TI shop and if all you know about TI shops, mm-hmm. spec shop, nothing but staff sergeants in there. And I was there for three yeah. years. So, um, you know, you're not really in a leadership position, if you will. Yeah. Uh, so I was, I was, I went out as a, fir- as a platoon sergeant, uh, first line company that I had been a part of as well. Uh, so I was learning that whole realm, um, mm-hmm. learning, you know, how to, how to run a line company, uh, in aviation. And then, uh, yeah, they said, Hey, you're going to be the, you're going to be the first sergeant. And that was a, a mental, mental mindset to change mm-hmm. managing aircraft maintenance and personnel with aircraft maintenance and then managing a company. Mind you, the company is not that big. I mean, make it sound like it's huge. Yeah. It, there, there's about, about 40 personnel there, uh, different, yeah, but different ranks, but, but half of them yeah. outranked you too. <laughs> half right. of them outranked you. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that then, uh, being told to be the first sergeant and Oh, by the way, I still need you to run the platoon sergeant stuff at the same time. That was, mm. that was hard. And it was a, uh, but it, it was a, a mindset change because I had to learn about, you know, uh, the admin administration part, the human resource part, if you will, of running, you know, a company. Uh, and so for me, that was, a, uh, it was scary. I just didn't know. I didn't know yeah. uh, what, you know, what was expected of me. Uh, so I had a pretty long talk with the, the sergeant major at the time. Uh, and uh, he convinced me that I was the right guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, to take on take it on and i said well if you have if you have faith in me and, and you believe in me and, and again go back to uh I, I must be doing something right you know go back and identify what what i am doing right mm-hmm. um, and then uh try to try to gain on that and then really after that was learning what i need to do like what right. is my job really going to be now uh, and that's when you that's when going back to what we talked about a minute ago i lacked the experience right Right. Um, but what I didn't lack is peers to talk to you and to ask them, hey, what should I be doing? How can yeah. I do this? Yeah. Right. And surround yourself with the right people. You know, you can't go ask everybody. You've got to you got to find the right one. And um, mm-hmm. there was a, a first sergeant within the uh, within the squadron that I talked to. And uh, she uh, she helped me out a lot. So, I think yeah. I wait. This is when I was with you. We were in different yeah. units, but we were in the yeah. same location. Yeah. Okay, because yeah, yeah. as soon as you said, <laughs> I was like, "Oh, I know you." You know, oh, okay. so but but with that, right? You you said that uh, you didn't know what to do. Was there that moment of uh, of imposter syndrome that was did it creep into you and almost create like a negative vibe at all? 
I kind of did because I didn't want to fail. I bought my okay. fail. So I was, yeah. I was, a, I was afraid of failing. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but I don't, I don't know if it, it created imposter syndrome. I just, I was just afraid of failing. So that failure led to me, you know, quickly adapting and learning you know, uh-huh. what my new role yeah. and responsibilities were. Yeah. Um, That's so, a, that is a phobia. I will tell you that yeah. I looked it up. It's, it's real. The f- fear of yeah. failure. Yeah. It's fear huge. Of failure, yeah. 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 That's, I mean, that's, and that's key, right? So you understanding how to take on the mindset, take on this mindset and to, to reach out to people that you yeah. know can help give you answers and, and to be able to rely on them too. Right. Um, because yeah. is everybody always going to give you the right answers? Probably not. Mm. Um, but the fact that you were able to do that and, and to go, and if I, I wish if some listeners understand, some of them won't. The big thing where you said, I never did a platoon sergeant's job. And I, so I basically went from being a technical inspector, which I give them a lot of credit because they have to know the aircraft. Right. But then you had to go, oh, I'm a platoon sergeant. No, I'm a first sergeant, which is a big yeah. thing. Like that is yeah. huge. Like the job I, of a platoon sergeant is to set you up to be a good first sergeant. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. I, I wore both hats there for a good solid, probably three months. Um, yeah. And I, I went to the, I went to the Sergeant Major and I said, Hey, uh, I need a platoon sergeant, either, <laughs> I need a sergeant or, or get yeah. a first sergeant in. Cause I, yeah. I can't do both. Like it, yeah. this is a, it's, it's not, it's overwhelming. I mean, this, it's frankly overwhelming. It's, it's a, it's a lot yeah. to do. Um, so, uh, he, he's like, well, you're, you're going to be the, you're going to be the first sergeant. I'm, I'm bringing some platoon sergeants in for him. Like, thank you. <laughs> and thank you really. Cause he, again, he let, he let me stay there as the, uh, as the first arm, you know, and again, seeing something ahead of me. Yeah. But it's a, it, it was a quick transition. Like I, I never, I never really got to experience the platoon sergeant, uh, you know, job, uh, right. know, or responsibilities. And then, yeah, just jumping right into being the first arm. Yeah. It's a, uh, it was frightening. It was uncomfortable, man. And just really, really uncomfortable. <laughs> I, so I could only imagine how comfortable it was. Cause I did, I had had, I've had the chance to do, you know, like, but I had a big, I had a big platoon when I was yeah. like, mine was, I think at one point we're 101 deep. Like that's not a, that's yeah. a company in most cases. Right. Um, so I, I understand what you're talking about. Like it sets you up and that's, that's the whole point about it. It's like in the, in the army, that's one of the great things about it is like when you can take on leadership positions or certain spots, it sets you up in a building block type fashion, just like our schools. Like you're going to a school right yeah. now that's supposed to help you. And you said, you talked about what do you bring to the table that right there. I love that. Like, I want to, I'm probably going to use this in a paper very soon and not for, not for the <laughs> Academy, actually yeah, yeah. one of my college doctorate papers. I think I want to use this because I've got, yeah. you know, and I'll tell you late a little bit, uh, what my, my overall thesis is going to be, but I love this and thinking about that. So now I, now my brain is clicking on this. So what is it that you brought to the table that attracted that SAR major to say, no, 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 I can't have you going back and doing this. You're doing this, you know, like that's like, that's a question. What did he see? What did you bring to the table? Honestly, I don't, I don't know what he saw in me, to be honest with you. I don't know like <laughs> what he, he saw in me. And, and I thought, of course, I thought back on it multiple times. Like how did, how did I get lucky enough to stay to that guy? And was it luck? Was I in the right place at the right time? Cause I knew there was a couple SAR mm-hmm. first class that just, that were, uh, you know, had more time and service than I did. And I'm like, I don't know why I didn't get the job. Like, okay, cool. I'm good. But yeah, I don't, so I don't know if it was, I don't know if, uh, if it was just uh, my luck. Uh, but I think something that I, that I guess I did bring was, uh, um, 
I wasn't, yeah, I was fearful, but I wasn't, I wasn't too afraid to try. Like I wasn't too afraid to try new things. And I also think it was, uh, the relationships I built with the, within the, within the company itself, mm-hmm. with the personnel around me, like it just, uh, my work ethic with them and, uh, you know, I'm trying to bolster myself, but it just, I just, I had a way with people. And I think I just, I think he saw that, Hey, if I take, if I, if I take him out of it or I can, or I can, I can at least run with, you know, his, uh, his, um, how you, how I am with the, with the personnel mm-hmm. and how I work with them, our relationship with them and how much of a cohesive team we have. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, uh, that's probably part of it, but I really don't know. I really don't know, you know, what it was. The, the guy that I'm talking about was a really quiet guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I couldn't really, you know, I've asked him <laughs> a few times, it. like, you know, I, I couldn't gauge it. Like I couldn't. <laughs> And, uh, and I don't know, I, and I really don't think it was the, uh, it was, uh, the commander at the time, uh, that decided to, to you know, to allow me to stay as well, uh, right. because, uh, him and I always in CI die. <laughs> I'm not right. talking about the company commander. I'm talking about the, uh, the, the squadron commander. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 And that happens though. I mean, we have to expect that. Like, it's not like in, in, whether it be in a civilian entity or military or a community service or a church or whatever it is, you're not going to always see eye to eye, but if you can bring something to the table, you can do that. A lot yeah. of times people will see that, you know, and it's not about like what, Oh, I'm bringing more than you. It's about, this is what I'm <clears> doing. <throat> you know, I, I, I like to look at it as I'm competing with me and only me. Yeah. Would you, would you see it like that? It's like you're competing with yourself only. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, mean, I wasn't competing with anyone else. I definitely was, it was my, it was myself. It was, I had to, I had to adapt. Yeah, uh, and maybe that, yeah. that's what he saw. I, was, I had the ability to adapt and mm-hmm. overcome, you know, the circumstances of the time. So I think, uh, I think that's what it was that he probably saw in me. I, again, I don't, I don't know exactly what it was, but mm-hmm. um, I, I definitely didn't say no. I definitely didn't back down to it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, and that, but that's, and that's remarkable. And that's like, that is a big reason why, like I had that, you wrote that thing for me. I, this was when I was trying to do a blog and then the blog totally ended. And, you know, I was like, oh, that sucks. and then I was like, wait a second, I could do a blog where I'm just talking to people, you know? Um, yeah, right. and, and, and that was like, I, I remember I'd seen Steve Harvey. Uh, he had mentioned that he mentioned that whole being comfortable with uncomfortable. And then the first, as soon as he said that, like it clicked in my brain, John Bonilla, he wrote this thing. And when you wrote, I thought, man, that's something else that if people can learn to be comfortable and uh, with being uncomfortable, then that's like, that's literally an asset yeah. you keep in your pocket and you, you, you just pull it out every once in a while. And I'm like, yeah, I was uncomfortable one time. You see this, I can do it again, you know, and put it back yeah, in your pocket. Exactly. So here's my question. Then. What are the desired outcomes uh, of being comfortable without uncomfortable that you think? Desired outcomes. Well, yeah. Hmm. Not exactly sure. Desired outcomes. Huh? Like, what, yeah. what do you mean? Like, uh, uh, like what, what do you want to get from it? Like, so if, if, if you, or if you're trying to help so, somebody learn to be comfortable, like what, what do you think you like should be one of the design, like an outcome of it? You think like for me, I guess I would say it's the understanding that if I done it once I can do it again, I guess, but I'm not like, I guess that's just my take on it. Um, like what would you want to gain from your uncomfortable Situations. I guess it, it, it depends on it depends on the the situation, right? It could be individually, right. it could be uh, physically, it could be uh, emotionally, it could be uh, spiritually. It can mm-hmm. you know there's there's all kinds of all kinds of things. So if, I mean, let's just talk physically. Like 
it's it's physically uncomfortable for me to want to perform the ACFT. <laughs> I'm just I, I, I actually am, like I'm it. Just I love old, it. All right, I know you do. I, I'm not. I don't. I'm not. I'm not against it. It's just no, uh, no, no, It's no. a different. It's a different. Uh, it's a different beast, right? It's a different animal. You've been uh, doing. And you got to. You have to train a different way. Yeah, uh, yeah. And if you're not used to training that way, then it's uh, it can be uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, and you and you learn your uh, your limitations physically. Uh, you know, <laughs> oh, at, yes, at this you age, right? So that's uncomfortable. But yeah. what do you want to achieve out of it? What do you want to What do you want to gain out of it? Do you mm-hmm. want to Do you want to be an expert out of it? Do you want to uh, You Do you want to pass? You know, and get a six hundred? Yeah. Can you do that? Like so, if not. What is your achievement goal that you want to make? You know, mm-hmm. and, uh, that's that's why you want to uh, try to be uncomfortable. You, you want to put yourself in a new mm-hmm. situation where you're going to learn, you're going to achieve something, you're going to you're going to grow either as a person or grow physically, right? Yeah. Uh, so so I get, when I get that, it, from what I'm gathering is like it's about the goals. It's about the end about state. The, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's about yeah. the end state. And and there's different situations. So I was, you know, thrusted into that that position change. Like that was something mm-hmm. that was thrown upon me. Um, right. But you can you can you can look at it and say, wow, you can really catastrophize and say, Hey, I'm not going to be able to do this and, and, and think negatively. Or you yep. can look at it as a, as a, an opportunity to grow and learn fast. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I came in, and like I said, I, I came in and I was an infantry guy in my first three years. When I went to aviation, I put myself behind the power curve. I put myself yeah, behind the power curve. I was behind my peers for three years. Mm-hmm. You know, I came, I was a specialist when I, when I went to AIT but I was like a private, I was a brand new private all over again. Yeah. Um, so I thought back to that as well when I was, you know, put in that position and yeah, I was put in that position for a reason, but it, it was an opportunity for me to, to grow and learn. I mean, again, I'm put in that position, but if you're, if you're trying to grow as a person or trying to do something different, I mean, look at you, you're going for your doctors, right? Mm. That's not comfortable. That, that's a, that's a lot of work you got to do. It's so, um, uncomfortable. so <laughs> it's so uncomfortable. <laughs> But the, you have a goal at the end. You have something yeah. you want to achieve. Yeah. And I'm sure that leads to something else that you want to do after the military. So it is. Um, you have to you have to put yourself in, a, in positions to uh, to to grow as, yeah. a, as a person. Yeah. Um, so they, it can it can be uh yeah it can be either put you put on you to do it or you can uh, placed upon you to to uh, to be uncomfortable or you can just go out there and try new things. I want to I want to um I want to stretch this a little bit further to the goals thing. We were talking about goals. Um. And this is my question for you is like, uh, is goal or goals a big thing for you individually? And, and also maybe you and your wife, uh, Cheryl and your marriage is, is goals a big thing. Like, and I'm, what I, I'm saying personal side and, uh, professional side, is that a big thing for you? Um, go, goals are a big thing. Not, I won't mm-hmm. say that for me, they're personally a, a big thing. I, I find myself sometimes, and it's probably not the right answer, but I kind of go with the flow sometimes. And that's mm-hmm. probably the wrong answer. Um, you know, <laughs> but, we do. but, but uh, do I have goals in life? Yeah, I have goals in life. And there's things mm-hmm. I want to do. This place, uh, I want to be somewhere at a certain place when I retire. I want to, I want to uh, um, pursue, an, I have a, you know, a goal to pursue a new job after uh, I'm done with the military. Um and that sounds terrible to say it that way, but when, when I'm told I have to, to get out, <laughs> I'd say, I feel you, bro. Like I, I say it all the time. Um, I tell my wife and I've told some other friends and some people, some of the guys, they, they look at me like I'm crazy. And I'm like, they're going to have to tell me I have to leave, you know, like yeah. I'm not going to leave on my own, you know, I'll stay, I would stay in forever if they yeah. let me, but they won't let us. So. I think um, for me, it's more short-term goals than they are long-term goals. Like, okay. You know, yeah. So I, I'm pretty, I think I'm pretty good at short-term goals, but 
long-term goals i need to get better at i need to do it soon (laughs) i need to do it soon (laughs) well i mean you know it's funny some people will say hey what are you gonna do when when you get out of the service i mean you mean get a real job uh am i supposed to do that no that's sometimes that's what my comments are but and usually i get the same oh it is a real job i'm like yeah i know i know i'm just joking like i get paid to be a big kid that's okay there's the professional side but there's not a lot of jobs that you get into that you get to work out every day. You get to go and shoot guns and you get to hang out with people you like. I mean, well, there's the people you don't like also. Um, and you get to fly around on helicopters. You, I mean, you could do a lot of these things yeah. and it's like, like it's literally like being a big kid. I don't know <clears throat> how to explain it. Well, and you get paid for being on convalescent leave. I mean, what else? <laughs> I didn't. I didn't take convalescent leave. Oh, you did it. Yeah, yeah, they. They. Um, that's not a thing you do here when you're in the middle of a course. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah. So, I. Uh, and that's and that is a big reason why I did, I kicked all the painkillers yeah. and I said, all right, I'm just gonna take Tylenol when I need it uh, because I wanted to be able to focus in class. You know, they, there was one day, a uh, quick story. I'm sitting in class and uh, we get to. I'm in Department of Joint Operations and I, I'm in there. And he starts talking about something and I, brother, I, and I had taken, um, I was still dealing with the pain in the shoulder. I had taken a Percocet because uh, I, I was prescribed them. Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, I took one <laughs> early that morning and I'm sitting there and I am just like, I'm not focused. I'm not, I'm in the room, but I'm not in the room. You know, like there was just, just, and I was like, yeah, I can't have this anymore. So I yeah. kicked those bad boys. I was like, you know, what? I'm just going to deal with the pain until it heals. Uh, because I couldn't focus, you know, and that's important. And I think that's like, so let's, let's take that as a metaphor in life too. That whole, sometimes we get uncomfortable, so uncomfortable that we get outside of our own body. Right. And, or we just, we withdraw. And when we do that, it's like, we're not actually living where we're not trying to experience it, to learn from it, to, to gain that knowledge, to understand it for mastery. (laughs) I mean, there are things that we can do that can help us get in some involved. And I think a big yeah. part of it, John, is not being scared right off the bat. Like it's okay to have a little fear, but don't let the fear overtake you. You said something there a minute ago, uh, living, we're not living. And I was listening to, uh, I listen to all kinds of podcasts and, you know, different, different things, read books. Yeah. I, I, do, I do audio books. I don't really read books anymore. I do the audio thing. I listen I more when I'm driving, right? Yeah. And um, in a, the question was, uh, are you alive? Are you, are you just alive? Or are you living? Like being alive is just being in a moment where you're at yeah. and just what you're doing right now. Right. Yeah. But living, living is going out and doing new things, trying new things, mm-hmm. putting yourself in un- uncomfortable situations, mm-hmm. you know, not, not, you know, not going to get you killed or anything like that, but just trying new things that, you know, you want to, you want to live life, live life yeah. to its fullest and live, you know, try new things. So you know, again, it goes back to, you want to be, you want to live uh, as the, just a regular physical person, or do you want to be like, you know, like you, Brian, physically fit. <laughs> I wish. No, I'm not that. But, I'm not that fit. I can introduce you to a guy that, that kills me. Um, actually, I had him on but, the show. Uh, so let me ask you this then. Like, uh, I know you've done it uh, and because I've done it also because um, you're living in Carson area. You climbed Pice Peak. How many times have you done it so far? Once? I've twice? only done it once. Once. once yeah. When you yeah. completed that feat, because that is a feat. Oh. I don't care what anybody yeah. says. When you complete it, wh- how did you feel? Oh, man. Uh, well, tired. <laughs> I was definitely yeah. tired. I ran out of water. Uh, I, was look, I was looking at some. I was looking at some photos, and uh, I could see uh, that I had a heat stroke or something coming on. Uh, I was dehydrated, uh, and I, I didn't realize it. But 
but to answer your question, I felt accomplished, man. I, it was, mm-hmm. it was, uh, it was so awesome. Just uh, yeah. when you get to a certain point, you're like, I'm not sure if I can do this. Like, I'm not sure if I want to finish this. Yes. Uh, it's just, it's, it's, because it's, it's exhausting. Yes. And what I didn't have with me, I don't know if you had it with you. I didn't take an oxygen tank with me. I didn't take any, no. you know, little oxygen tanks. I didn't take I didn't. it. I didn't even think about taking it. No. Um, but uh, yeah, I, didn't I, know it was a thing. There, yeah. I was ecstatic. Like I just, I mean, feeling yeah. you're on top of the world. I mean, I know it's not a, you know, it's not Everest, but man, it's just, uh, it was just awesome. Just being up there and and, yeah. and looking back down and looking back down once in a while, like reminding yourself, well, yeah, I'm doing this. Like, and, and there's a, the purpose is accomplishment. There was not, mm-hmm. nothing else, man. I'm physically, you know, for me as a, as an individual, it's like, I want to just do this. You know, I want to, I want to, I want to climb Pike's Peak and, and see if I have it in me. Yeah. Um, would, would you consider that to be one of your most, um, one of the hardest physical events you've ever done? Uh, yeah, definitely one of the hardest. And, and mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of funny cause I, I, I didn't do a whole lot of training for it. I mean, I, I didn't do me it. and my, me and my, uh, my, my commander at the time, we would yeah. climb, um, uh not what's it called um uh shine on no shine on yeah we did i did i would do the stairs too yeah but that was the extent of of the training i would do like stairs and i think we did shine down once or twice yeah at least once but maybe twice yeah um but yeah when i got when i when we got there and at the base of it and started walking it was fun in the beginning because we're talking Mm -hmm. you know we're just going along Mm -hmm. Uh, there wasn't a uh I wasn't trying to go faster than anyone else. I was just staying mm-hmm. with the group. You know, I wasn't trying to, uh, you know, like you, you're going to do an ultra marathon. You just want to finish, right? It's, That's all you want to do. You just want to go. <laughs> it's a goal. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, uh, but it got to a point where like, I just hit myself. Like, am I going to finish this thing? And yeah. I stopped, I stopped to uh, change my socks out at one point. And uh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I stopped to ch- change my socks at one point and the group that I was with kept going and I was okay with it. Like, we're, we're going to keep going. I was like, yeah, go for it. And mm-hmm. after that, I was about, about a little more than halfway through. I was by myself the rest of the way. Uh, so there was a, it, it was not just climbing it, but just a lot of thinking going on, like just yeah. mental thinking going on. And uh, I, I enjoyed it. I had fun. I got mm-hmm. to talk and I was just, yeah, again, on top of the world, man. Uh, I, I didn't want to come back down. <laughs> I, I want to put you in a mental state right now. I want to put you in this, this comfortable with it being uncomfortable, right? This is one of so you're on that mountain. You're at about 12,000 feet. You know, it's 14,000 feet. Mm-hmm. And I know once we get above 10, the breathing started getting hard. And that's when the, the thought process yeah. is, is starts to play tricks. So you're like, I don't think I can do it. What makes you go on? Ah, uh, finishing. I think just, just finish. the, the fact that you're so close, you want to finish it. And then you ask yourself, you know, is it worth walking back down? Or do you want to, <laughs> do you want to go back up? Right. But you're, but at that 12, thousand level you know it's all thousand you know uh, foot mark you're looking up and it's it's up there man it's steep it's and still it doesn't steep. it it doesn't get easier right Mm-mm. so it's overcoming that mental block of uh yeah. i'm able and capable of doing this uh, i have nothing physically really going on wrong with me i'm just i'm just tired i mean but hey we're all tired like yeah. at some point you're just tired like my legs hurt okay this is not the maybe not the worst i've ever been mm-hmm. uh, but i'm gonna feel it tomorrow but i can I can do this. You're just talking to yourself and then really just find an internal motivation and internal, uh, you know, reason, reason to go. Um, and then you just know people yeah. are up there waiting on you. I, I yeah. think another thing was, uh, so that was two years ago when I did that, I was right before I took over my current position. Um, and I, and I'm a, I'm a true believer of leading by example. And, yeah. and oh, I, I think, uh, I think, um, I, another thing that went to my head was just thinking, you know, if I, if I can get up to the top of this thing, and go back down and tell my soldiers 
that hey, you know, this old man climbed Pikes Peak and and uh, you know I was able to do it. Um, you can do anything. Like why why can't you try it and do it? Um, I, that that was just you know just finding motivation around you, you know, reasons to reason to finish. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. that's crazy. Um, so not too long ago, uh, so Michelle she didn't do that, but. <clears throat> So yeah. we're here in El Paso and you have the Franklin mountains and you have Franklin yeah. mountain itself there. And, uh, the kids were in school. Uh, we had made a plan to get together with our friends. Uh, we had a couple of my classmates that we wanted to climb it and she decided she was going to go with it. And it was funny because she had never done this before. She'd never climbed that high. She, you know, and it was, so we get up, I, we were, we were not far from the top and she was like, I don't think I'm going to keep going. I don't know. Like she played that in her head. Just yeah. like, I got to and then she finally did. And when we, we finished and then we went back down, I, I, I started asking questions. I was like, how do you feel now that you've done it? Like, and she was exhilarated, you know, just yeah. a love in it. And I'm just like, that's what I mean. Like, and if people can get a taste, John, of, of success, right. And you've seen, you're seeing a different side of like, well, not different. You're seeing uh, an elevated success that you may not have expected as a private when you came yeah. in straight out of high school, you're seeing that success now when you're at the top of that mountain or, and, and you can say at the top of the mountain, but you, you would also probably say, Oh, well, I still got a lot of climbing to do. Got it. But you're still at a peak <laughs> and you're looking at what you, where you came from to where you are. And think of like all those moments of being uncomfortable, but still saying, Nope, I'm going to do it. Nope. I'm going to do it. Nope. I'm going to yeah. do it. That's important. Wouldn't you say? Oh, absolutely. Um, it's hard work, man. It just gives you a sense of uh, accomplishment yeah. and joy. It's amazing. Um, it, it's a, uh, it, it, yeah, it's, uh, you have to experience it to know it. I mean, so mm -hmm. just think about the, the best thing you, uh, the, the, the most, the best thing you probably accomplished in your life or as an individual. And just think about like the moment you've, what you felt at that moment mm -hmm. yeah. and, uh, and just apply that to anything else that you want to do, you know, just say, that's the mindset I want to feel or the emotions mm -hmm. I want to feel again, you know, yeah. and what I want to do, like, even if it's baby steps to get there, you know, just setting small goals at a time to get there. And then once you achieve the overall goal, you know, you, you can, you can definitely, uh, it's, it's a power. It's, it's, it's embracing and it, it definitely makes you feel really good. That's good. That's great. So that helps me transition towards the end of the show, my friend, because we can't stay on here all day. Um, I know I'm enjoying this. I, I know I, I could, I could talk, uh, leadership, motivation, all these different things for hours. Um, and I, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll leave it at that for right now, but so you're about to make, a huge move. You're going, you, you guys are going to leave Carson. You're going to head out towards the Rucker area. Cause you're, you're moving to another leveled position and you're actually in school to do this. And that's an important thing because you probably got to assign another, you're probably gonna do another ad. So right. To stay yep, in longer. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> but what is the art? What does life look like for John Benia after the army? After I mean, just, yeah, just thinking. Yeah. Well, there's a, there's a couple things. Um, and I've been thinking about this for, for a while. The, the, the one I've been wanting to do for since before I even came in the military. Um, and that one is, uh, uh, I don't know if you remember this or not, but uh, uh, I want to open up a barbershop. That's uh, something I want to do. I enjoy, uh, I cut my own hair. I need a haircut. No, I no, you, you've been cutting your own hair for a long time. Because <laughs> I, I remember, time. yes, yeah. I remember back when we were young sergeants together yeah. in this organization. And I said, yeah. who cut your hair? And you said, oh, I do. And I was like, how do you get the back? And you said, oh, I just use a mirror. And I'm like, there's yeah. no way I could do that. Yeah. 
I've only met one other guy, uh, actually at the the academy that uh, cut his own hair. Uh, he does it way better than I do. Yeah, uh, he's he's better at cutting his own hair than I am. But yeah, no, the barbershop is something I want to, um, I still want to do. Like I, even till you know, that was something I thought about doing at at, at twenty years when I got out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm only four four almost five years you know past yeah. that. But uh, but still, it's still something I want to do. And, and um, so yeah, I, I just I enjoy it. Why do I enjoy it? It's because. Uh, I just like talking to people. Like I, I just, it's, it's an opportunity to sit yeah. and talk with people. Right. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to be that person just cuts hair and get out of my chair, and give me the next person. Like I, I want to yeah. sit there and talk with people. So I can't really say it's like for financially reasons, you know, if, if I'm going to be that slow at it, uh, yeah. but, <laughs> but I definitely, uh, that's just something I, you know, I enjoy doing. Um, it's like, instead of going to get a beer, I just want to go and cut hair and, and, and shoot the, shoot the crap yeah. to somebody. If you will. Yeah. yeah. Uh, That's, you know, it's funny. Uh, you brought that up. So my last three barbers, um, in the States, cause I'm not going to count when I was in Korea, uh, or in Afghanistan, but here in the States, all three women, um, and they always took at least an hour to cut my hair. I'm, yeah. I'm like, and, but if you go to some places, brother, and it's like, zim, 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 done 15 minutes. Yeah. Zim, yeah. Zim, zim. yeah. But it's an experience and to be able to do like, Man, I'm I'm kind of excited for you right now. Like, I want to see where this goes. Like, does he open his shop? Does he just start cutting? You know, like there's a lot of things, and it's uh, uh, it's pretty good supplemental to retirement, I would consider. Um, but that's yeah. not the point behind it. It's really about yeah. enjoying it, right? Enjoying it, yeah. And it might be it might be a side business. I mean, it it might be a, like not something I'm at all the time. Maybe I have the business open, it's running, but you know, I have I have some some personnel cutting hair, and I'm going right. there on the weekends to do it, right? Because uh, the other thing I really want to do um, is JRTC. Uh, I still want to get back to the community. I want to do the jun- junior oh, ROTC. ROT- oh, junior ROTC. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So go work at high school and, uh, yeah, you know, just talk with the young kids and, and still be in, immersed in, in leadership and, and talking to, you know, yeah. um, leadership. But, you know, talking about being comfortable, being uncomfortable. Like, yeah. what are you doing? What are you doing in life? You know, and, and it's not because I want to be a recruiter <laughs> and tell them all to join the military. <laughs> it's just, uh, Again, going back to where we started at with, with today's show is just uh, mm-hmm. I know where I came from. I knew how difficult it was for me you know, growing yeah. up as a, a young kid and uh, the, the choices I, I made in life. Right. Um, and not having someone there uh, to give me sound, sound uh, advice, if you will, uh, all yeah. the time. Uh, yeah. So just, you know, that's I'm not amazing. saying all kids need that, but that's what I want to do. Yeah, um, that's 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 just awesome, man. Yeah. Like to be able to, to be able to want to give back like that and still be involved. Um, yeah. I think you can do it as a barber and ROTC instructor at the same yeah, time, you, could. you know, and then you yeah. tell your students, Hey, listen, the barbershop, you need a haircut. <laughs> just get it. Come on the, by, come on by, bring mom and dad. Uh, I'll, I'll give them a buzz cut too. Yeah. That's, and you know, this was, it was a great conversation, John. I, I, I've been looking for, this is one of the ones I've been looking forward to do. Um, I, I've, I totally booked my week, my weekend. I, we recorded three this week. Well, I, I got one more to record later, but, um, oh, yeah. and this was one of the ones I really looked forward to. And I have to apologize right now that you have to be, you know, I know we met at the one one and we're both one one <laughs> yeah. guys. Yeah. Right? I, I just realized that. Yeah. Thanks brother. <laughs> yeah. You have to be one Oh two. There's a reason I have to, I'm okay. sorry, but okay. Ed is, Ed is my co-host and I can't, you know, I, I mean, I'm, I'm his co-host. He's my co you know, we say, and we're actually doing it. We did a special one. It's um, it's it's basically leadership lessons on Bass Stone. So everybody go back, listen to one on one. Um, as we're recording right now, 
like we're recording it's not out obviously but when yeah. this comes out it will um and that's the only reason why you're you don't get to be 101 i apologize maybe no, maybe 202 i don't know <laughs> I, I like that uh it's, it's all right on my 101 there uh we do have some history there but uh i, I look forward to hearing the bastone one because uh, oh, I love uh when i was there in germany i had the chance to uh do the bastone march twice did you uh, and i'll tell you what uh man i'm getting the chills just thinking about it, it was, really uh, it was so cool man like, we could talk about that some other day, uh, oh. but I got some stories for that, for that. And it's, it's, uh, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'd say, um, it's, it's, I, I feel like I'm living vicariously through Ed at his time yeah. in Germany because he does, he goes to all these places like, cause he's a big patent fan. Like he's a huge patent guy. Right. But yeah. he also loves the one-on-one. So, and he constantly goes to all these different historical sites, just like you, you're talking about. Yeah. And, um, he kind of shares that with me, but that's the whole point. You know, it's like, and, and that's the whole reason why he gets to be one-on-one and you don't, but, um, yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's been, it, well, I mean, you still have, um, so when you get in with the school and then you move, like you're guaranteed, you have to stay in for two years. Is it at least two years? Yeah. When I want to take the assignment. Yeah. Okay. So you have to do the two years. So you take the assignment probably later in this year, which will put you at, 25 years i'll be at 25 at the point yeah and then two years on that so put you at 27 you might as well stay for 30 yeah okay (laughs) (laughs) i I haven't decided yet but yes yeah yeah. it's gonna be a a good job (laughs) i I have a feeling it's not like your decision by yourself though yeah no it's not yeah there's 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 a certain person that's in your life that helps uh, yeah cheryl like 10 years ago said you're never getting out (laughs) it's so so here's the funny thing uh, I said the same. I, I told Michelle, I hit 20, I'm getting out, 20, I'm getting out. And then I hit 20, I'm like, I really enjoy what I'm doing. She's like, You're not yeah. getting out, are you? And I'm like, no. <laughs> And then and then we finally get selected, come here, go to school. And I'm like, I'm also just do 30. I'm in my 23. It's only like six more. She's like, It's six more years. Yeah. But yeah, I get you. I get you, my friend. Um, hey, John, thank you so very much for wanting to participate in the show today. Uh, and and the topic, obviously, it's, it was your topic. I just wanted to kind of talk about it and and t- you know, teach listeners if they yeah. wanted to um thank you very much i appreciate you want to be on the show i know you've listened to a little bit here and there and uh i hope our pathway gets to cross again at some point no we don't yeah. know uh, but yeah. um is there anything you'd like to tell the listeners before i end out the show my friend uh so i heard you in the past talk about uh some philosophy and uh what, what a philosophy is so Oh, uh, or yeah. what, what is what is my philosophy or someone else's philosophy, right? So if you don't mind, I want to share something because I talk about it uh, quite often with uh, with some soldiers of mine. And that's, I wasn't. No, that's so, funny. Uh, you brought that up, right? Yeah. That was one of the things I had on this little thing that I sent you. And then I was like, ah, he probably won't want to talk about. It. So I erased it. I'm not joking. Oh, like, really? <laughs> no joke. I actually had it. It was under it was like it was between E and F. And I was like, yeah, nah, he ain't going to want to talk about that. So I erased it. Please tell us about it. Yeah. So um, I, I talk about it uh, often with, uh, and it's nothing new to anyone in the military. Um, it's, it's the three C's. If you're familiar with the three C's, character, competence, and commitment. Mm-hmm. Um, I talk about it all the time with, with soldiers and just, uh, you know, character being um, you as a person, your values, moral and ethical mm-hmm. values, and, and uh, what's expected of you as a, as a soldier, um, as a human being, period, man. Just, it's a human being and, and a dignity respect for other people, you know. So it's it's a uh, character is uh, something that that's shaped that's being shaped into you when when you start growing mm-hmm. uh, as a person. Yeah. 
uh, and uh, you can change it throughout. Uh, it, it might be hard to change, but you got to think about your character and just how you treat other people and the, and the choices you make. Right. right. Um, and there's competence. Competence is, uh, you know, competent at your job. And that's where the vulnerability comes in and being uncomfortable. But you got to be competent, uh, a competent person. So you got to you got to be a competent leader. You got to be uh, competent with um, the things you do throughout life. Um, so, you, you know, you. Mm-hmm. how you treat other people is important. Yes. Um, being able to uh, do your job uh, or treat other people uh, how you want to treat them. Um, so yeah, you have confidence, character confidence. And then the last one's commitment. Um, you can't do the other two without being committed. Mm-hmm. Bottom line, you, yeah. you have to be committed. So the way I, I like to frame that up is uh, when you're committed to other people, uh, to the person to your left and right, you're going to treat them with, with character, the proper mm-hmm. character, right? Yeah. Um, when you're committed to the organization and to your to the organization, you're going to be competent in your job. You're going to continue to grow and progress and become the best version of you that you can be. Um, uh, so when you're committed, uh, when you're committed, competence and character comes naturally. Yeah. That's going to come with no, with no with no problem. So I like to I like to tell people just be committed, mm. uh, be committed all the time, be committed to the person to your left. Well, maybe we start backwards. Be committed to yourself first. There be committed you go. To, be, to be the yeah. best person you can be. Yeah. Committed to uh, to being the best version you can be in you know at your job. Committed to the person to your left and right because uh, that you're going to treat them you know with dignity and respect. Committed to your 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 organization whether it's you know a job or um, a unit. Uh, and if you're committed to, to that organization and, and their mission and mm-hmm. what they stand for, uh, you're going to be the best leader you can possibly be. Uh, so hmm. that's that's something I talk about uh, quite often with uh, with soldiers is my in brief with them when they come in. Uh, I'm actually going to do a uh, here at the end of the month. I'm going to March end of March. I'm going to do a, a BLC graduation. Um, okay. Oh, you're gonna you're gonna speak yeah. at it. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna probably talk about a little about those uh, three C's. Hopefully a little better than what I just did right now. But just think about that. You know, it's that's nothing new. Just get yeah. on the uh, the leadership manual there and. Uh, you'll, you'll see character competence and commitment. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Especially with, yeah. Especially, uh, (laughs) success 22. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You're going to find it. Uh, I'll tell you something when we get off air. Cause I just, uh, I wrote something down and it clicked in my brain, but, uh, getting to speak, I would tell you what, um, getting to speak to a group of, of BLC that is, I got to do it almost every month for almost, um, three years or just under yeah, three years forgot about that yeah and i got to do it but i got to do it for the whole class and and the whole class would be like 200 something people and you know it's just yeah and it's like <clears throat> what do you bring to what do you bring to the table to help educate them and that's what like it that's why i loved that job so much man that's um your your three c's and how you went about talking about that 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 hits home big time and i'll, I'll tell you what I wrote, so you can't see it on the board right now. What I wrote over here as you're finishing up, cause I'm going to throw it as an option for you there. Uh, anyway, all right. <laughs> hey man, I truly appreciate, I appreciate all the information and the, the, um, the nuggets of knowledge that you threw in the basket of my head, um, you know, to help, uh, help me one, help me out with this show, uh, to kind of yeah. further the understanding, but also just as a friend and learning from each other, we, we've talked back and forth on things. Um, and I, I'm excited to see if you decide to call your barbershop character competence commitment. But I mean, it, <laughs> I can imagine, barbers. you know, that's pretty <laughs> but, good. I mean, I don't know. I don't, I, I you'd have to work some type of crazy yeah. marketing ploy into that, but I think it would work. Uh, 
But with that, man, hey, thank you very much. Appreciate you on the show. Um, And I wish you the best of luck in the future. Um, For those of you out there, he's moving on bigger thing, uh, a bigger responsibility type job. And um, I would tell you that what he's taking on, it's not like everyone, you know, there's only what, 12 people any time of the year gets to do stuff like this. Yeah, right. I mean, so it's a big thing. It's a really big thing. And I'm I'm happy to to be able to have gotten to serve with you. That was a cool thing, Um, especially here. Yeah, that's not even yeah. a unit anymore. This is not even a no. place. No one can go there and say, Oh, I was a part of it. No, you can't because nope, they closed it. Yeah. Um, but with that, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna close out the show. For you listeners out there, um, if you're wanting to stay connected with the instinctive influencers, you know how to do it. You gotta type 101 influence in Facebook, Instagram, we're on Twitter, you look over those different things. Uh, if you're listening via audio and you want to see what how handsome john is and how bad i look um you just go to youtube look up 101 influence or just go look for instinctive influencers through youtube and you can watch the videos um and i often share them through our facebook pages so you can look that if you are watching on youtube uh give us a thumbs up or a thumbs down and then tell me why you gave a thumbs up i don't care uh but give us some comments and if you have something you'd like to add to what we talked about being of comfortable uncomfortable let us know. Uh, we're always open to uh, to hear what people are saying. And I think John will love to uh, also see those comments. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so here we go. Um, I always, it takes a while for me to turn the music on. Oh, there it is. All right. Hey, so with that, thank you very much, John. For you out there, I'm Brian. Ed is still in Germany. This is the Instinctive Influencers Podcast. Thank you very much. <laughs>